Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing Joel Green from Pro Level Training. Joel made the difficult decision to step away from his professional basketball career sooner than anticipated, launched pro-level training, partnered with Nike, delivering camps and training for young athletes. Obviously, Joel is a public speaker. He is the best-selling author of Filtering, The Way to Extract Strength from the Struggle, and a whole lot of other amazing things he's got going on. Joel, thanks so much for joining us. Seth, thanks a lot for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Our pleasure. Now, obviously, we want everybody to go get the book, Filtering, The Way to Extract Strength from the Struggle, but let's tease them just a little bit. Um, talk a little bit about why you left professional basketball earlier than you originally anticipated, and then what inspired you to launch pro-level training? I always had an itch or a bug for entrepreneurship. I mean, since I was about 10 or 11 years old, I made my own board game when I was 11, and you know, it was a basketball monopoly uh, centered basketball game. So I had every team with instead of a property, it was a team on each block and I had these different rules, everything. So I, I was, I've been creating things since I was younger and uh, getting into the professional realm of sports, I began really seeing what business was all about. And it made it kind of went, my, my appetite was even that much greater once I saw the inner workings of some things behind the scenes having an agent and have a manager and things like that I really wanted to have my own so I even my rookie year uh when I was playing over abroad in, in Ireland professionally I got my, my business license while I was over there and I began just setting some things up for about year five to step away um it wasn't that I wanted to do it but I began doing some things while I was playing and I felt like if I continue to get in the way of my my basketball career. So I said, let me actually take a, a season or two away from playing to see how this thing may work. And hey, I can always go right back into basketball. Still young, still in shape, you know, at the time, all that type of stuff. So once I saw how things begin to quickly take off, I said, no, I get to be around my family. I get to be home. Um, I didn't want anything else. Uh, Entirely. I, I was I still wanted the competition, man. That's that's I still I still have that taste for it, but uh it, it was an amazing feeling to see something else that I built from scratch work out. Well, congratulations obviously on that and all of the success. What inspired you to launch pro level training? It was me. Uh I had about four other businesses that that flopped before that point. Um 
and th things that people will never know about. Well, a couple you may read about in the book, but, um, you know, pro level training was literally just, it was all that I accumul accumulated and learned throughout my entire sports life. Right. And beyond the sports life, I'm big on a mental game. You know, I, I have a degree in psychology, you know, I'm, I have a close circle of friends that are sports psychologists. So for me, I wanted to teach athletes how to just become their best selves um, on the field, on the court and off, which is more important to me. Absolutely. So talk a little bit about your journey as an entrepreneur. I mean, we've all had um, failures and that's probably why we're still here. So talk a little bit about um what you've kind of things you've learned along the way well I mean first off to even you know mention failures I, I learned this has been a driving force for me I learned that failure is nothing but a midpoint it's not an end point and that's what has kept me going to where every time I have had a failure or perceived failure is is driven me because it's motivated me to know oh I must be in the process of success, right? I must be on my way because I actually took myself to my threshold and failed. Okay, now it's time to make an adjustment and figure out a new way to go about it. Um, you know, as an entrepreneur, again, I had multiple ventures, right? I, I have had a, a social media, a fashion social media network that was thriving. It was doing very well, paid subscribers back in 2008. This is while I was, again, playing professional basketball. And this was before, you know, even Instagram was a thing. This is um, so it was it was uh, I've had some some awesome things going on again. So multiple social social networks, uh, another e-commerce site that I had going on. But none of those things were me. Right. So it wasn't until I started pro level training to where that organically came from me. And it wasn't just an amazing idea that I had because I always have great ideas, I feel. But each of those ideas aren't for me to be at the helm of. But the moment I began, you know, I started pro-level training, I realized this is organically me and this will have longevity because of that. Um, so that's been my, my um, journey as an entrepreneur. I had to just discover which great idea truly connected to me and me with it. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. You talk about the fun doesn't come first and why we need to stop looking at the struggle as negative. Talk a little, what does that mean? Yeah, I mean, everyone wants to just, especially nowadays, unfortunately, everybody wants to skip steps, you know, and just get and just be without going through the process of becoming. You know what I mean? Like that process isn't always fun, but when you're willing to endure it, you know, as opposed to always looking to enjoy it, like when you, if you're willing to endure something, you realize how enjoyable it can be on the other side of that process. So I tell people, look, the fun, it, it may not be first. Sometimes it is. Sometimes you can actually step right into something that's enjoyable from the, from the get go. But many times you gotta be willing at least to endure a process. And for those that are more so willing to endure the process, they get to the other side time after time and time again. And those are the ones that we envy and admire all the time. Like how do they always, they don't mind the process, that's why. So they, they see the, the beauty of the difficulty, the struggle. And for me, I've realized that my struggles of every single time has made me stronger. Absolutely, I'll agree 100% there. Now, uh, what inspired you to write the book, Filtering the Way to Extract Strength from the Struggle? 
I felt like I had to. I felt like I had to. I, I'll be honest, man. It, people have been telling me I need to write a book since I was 15 years old. And I mean it. You know, I've been through a lot of life early on. Uh, you know, growing up in an abandoned house, being 10 feet away from a shooting when I was six years old and nobody else around outside of the kids that I saw get shot. Like going through things like that, having it, you know, a knife put out on me when I was nine and called the N-word for the first time. And because, I, you know, they say I was in the wrong neighborhood, apparently. Going through things like that as a child, you know, I knew at some point I got to tell somebody about this because I was very, I kept it to myself. And it, I didn't realize until certain things would come up from time to time periodically that it did affect me, that I was traumatized by some of these things. Um, and my parents would say, hey, me, you're going to write a book one day, you know, and um, I, I literally felt like I had to because I was speaking already. I was already a speaker, a motivational speaker and just doing my best to inspire people and companies. And hey, they say, hey, hey, do you have a book we can uh, read? I'm sorry. No, no, I don't. <laughs> you know, that, that was always my answer. And I'm like, OK, I feel like I have to put this in print. Um, so that I can really elaborate and provide more detail than I can from the stage. And so the overall theme for me was to really let people know, like, all of the, the, the difficulties that we experience, the struggles, the bad stuff, quote unquote, that's been put here in front of us, is not here to all be fixed all the time, right? I, I feel that so much of the bad has been put here to make us better, to refine us you know, and to carry that perspective will allow us to stop complaining so much about all the difficulties that we're going through, begin utilizing and using this bad stuff for an advantage for ourselves. That's interesting. You talk about why you have to go further than your feelings if you want to succeed. What does that mean? That simply means this, man. You know, you're not going to always feel like doing stuff that needs to be done. You know what I mean? It's for me, I don't always feel like waking up at 4.30 to work out. You know what I mean? But it's so fulfilling. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do it again. I know what it's going to do for me. You know, I have to go beyond how I feel at that moment. I don't always feel like folding clothes after I wash them and take them out the dryer. But I know I, I need to I need to do that. So, you know, that's just a super small example. But so often with small things like that or great things, we have to find a way to get beyond how we feel. I, I'm not always big on telling, one, telling someone to do what you feel like doing. No, don't, don't always follow your heart. I tell people that. You say, I don't say follow your heart because their heart may be in the wrong place. So there's certain things, certain moments to where you got to go beyond your feelings to get the things done that you desire to have done. You talked about you know, getting up early to work out um talk about daily habits um you talked about retraining your steps and elevating your goal talk about your morning routine and how it came about well i, I would I'll, I'll start from that last part um how it came about would say from from sports you know me as an athlete I, I i loved waking up early because i knew okay the earlier i wake up the more i can maximize on my training training hours that I get in before I go to sleep that night. And so I would wake up 4.15, 4.30 in the morning as an athlete and just go, you know, eat a small piece of toast, have some orange juice, and I would go to the track, right? And that, that was my morning routine. I would go there for about 45 minutes, come back and then have a 2000 calorie breakfast. Like I would really, I would re reward myself 
for that morning effort because I also knew I had a three hour skill workout coming up with my trainer and I had a two hour strength and conditioning workout coming up later that afternoon. So now being outside of sports, I saw how great I felt as an athlete. I don't want to just stop that, right? So I let myself wake up a little bit later now, five, between five and 5.30. Typically, you know, five, 5.15 is my sweet spot. And I wake up, first thing I do is pray. I spend the first 20 minutes thanking God for waking me up, for waking my family up. And my friends, I, I pray for other people all the time. I'm big on that. And it just puts me in a great a, a, a place of gratitude. I'll be honest with you, man. Just kind of thanking God for, you know, I know everyone's not religious, but it, it feels good for me to just say thank you. Um, so I do that for a good 20, 25 minutes, man. And, you know, that's before six o'clock. When six o'clock comes, I'll eat me something small and I go and I work out. And I do that for about an hour. I wake my son up. And, you know, it's, it's me and him time at that point. And uh, once I take him to school, it's, it's, it's business time. That makes sense. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing now? Man, just um, just impact. It's, it's, that's the best part about it. I, it's a visible impact. Um, you know, let's say me as a professional athlete versus now, you are impacting people, but you don't always see it. You don't see it. You know, you're just doing your job. You're into, you're entertainer. You know, you hit the stage, which is your court or your field, and then you go home. And you may see some fans obviously saying, oh, you know, hooray, good job, you, we love you. But now I really get to, I get to see the impact of what I'm able to do on, you know, the kids by way of being the national director for Nike Sports Camps, you know, and I see their growth in a matter of days. I get to hear from the adults that I speak to when I go to a company or a university to speak. That's the best part, man. It's so fulfilling. So fulfilling. That is awesome. Who is an ideal client? I mean, obviously our listeners aren't necessarily youth athletes um, headed to a sports training camp. Um, who are your ideal clients now? My ideal clients now are more so companies, you know, uh, different businesses, organizations, you know, looking to be, you know, inspired and re-inspired. I'll be honest with you. I'm looking for any gems or, or nuggets of information uh, that can help propel them towards success. That's what I really enjoy, man. Just really connecting with the adult side uh, of things. Again, outside of my campground, which, you know, those kids, they keep me young. They keep me running around, which is awesome. Uh, but I love just connecting with, you know, adults and, you know, sales teams and things like that, just to really help them honestly get the best out of what's right in front of them. Well, where is the best place for our folks to go to learn more about you and the book and uh, Pro Level Training? Well, uh, ProLevelTraining.com is our company's website. My website, if you want to learn more so about myself, is uh, JoelBGreen.com. And uh, we have information about the book on there, but also you can find as much as you need to on Amazon.com. And uh, be sure to enjoy the trailer as well. We have a, a 3D book trailer that we had created. It was about seven months of production. And um, it's been getting a lot of rave reviews. I, I'll say that. And it's also some things that may be stemming from it pretty soon. 3D book trailer. Does that mean I need like special glasses or an app to see it? And well, you won't need, you like, won't like, need that. Right. Pull up my face or something. Right. So you won't need that, but it is just like Toy Story or Moana, you know, Ice Age is that it's the 3D uh, animation. 
And um, it would be cool. I would have them add some uh, features to where you need some glasses. But um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's an impactful trailer uh, to where it, it really tells, it shows you my life in four minutes. It shows quite a bit about the book in a four minute period. And uh, I'll say it'll make you want to read it. That is awesome. All right. Well, this has been Seth Green with Joel Green. No relation. Uh, <laughs> make sure you go check out the site, uh, Pro Level Training. Make sure you go check out the book, Filtering the Way to Extract Strength from the jo Struggle. Joel, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks a lot, Seth. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for talk watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.